0: Hello, friend. Thank you for always listening to my podcast. Be a blessing to another person by sharing this link. God bless you. Amen. All right. So in the last episode, we started a series which we called loneliness and depression. Last week, we had part one. And in part one, we're trying to answer the question, can a Christian be depressed? Or perhaps can a believer, you know, experience depression? And we laid some foundation. So in this episode, we are going to extend our conversation with respect to uh, depression and loneliness. However, in this episode, we are going to focus on the triggers. What are the triggers of loneliness? What are the triggers of depression? Okay, so we're going to build more on that. And then we're going to see later on, maybe in the next episode, how do we fight depression? How do we overcome, you know? What are those practical steps that we can take? What are the things that we can do? Thank you for joining on this again. I pray God bless you in Jesus' name. All right, so as people often say, they would say, you know, no smoke, there's no smoke without fire. Okay, uh, and things don't just happen because they just want to happen. Now, things happen because there are underlining conditions. Okay, things happen because there are underlining factors. Now, no man just suddenly becomes depressed if there are no triggers. Uh, a very happy person yesterday would not suddenly become unhappy today if there are no underlying conditions. All right. So, and that's what we're trying to you know look at uh, closely today. Okay. What are the underlying conditions that could you know um, result or that could yield um, depression? OK, so uh, a very good friend of mine pointed me to uh, a very good resources on mental disorders, which is called the DSM. OK, the Diagnostic and Statis- uh, Statistical Manual sorry, of Mental Disorders, DSM-5. OK, so it's, it gets updated. I think the latest that I found is DSM-5, uh, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual on Mental Disorders, Okay, so it's what, you know, a community of researchers believe are, are the triggers. All right, so according to them, they said those who suffer from depression experience persistent feeling of sadness. Now, there's a difference with being just unhappy for a moment. Maybe something, you know, uh, something went wrong right now. You're not happy about it. Now, and there is a difference between that and Having that persistent feeling of sadness. Sometimes you don't even know why you're sad. Sometimes it is, you know, it happens today, it happens tomorrow, it happens today's time. It always happens. Okay. They said those who suffer from depression experience persistent feeling of sadness and hopelessness. It's always a feeling of, hey, I don't think anything can change. You know, I think it's just going to continue to be like this. Now, let me take us to the Bible. In the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 17. Now, the Bible talked about, I'm not going to read the, you can find time to read the story. I'm just going to pick a little bit from uh, what I just want to highlight. Now, there was a man called Haithophel, you know, used to be a counselor to David. In 2 Samuel chapter 17, Absalom went to Ahitophel, you know, seeking counsel. And then in verse 7, the Bible says, And Hushai said to Absalom, the counsel, of Ahitophel, the, counsel, the counsel that Ahitophel had given is not good at this time. So that means for some reasons, Ahitophel, who used to be a very good counselor, gave, you know, a, a bad counsel, or perhaps gave a counsel that was not good. Now, in verse if you move to verse 23. Now, as soon as Aetophe found out that his cancer was not followed, he went ahead and committed suicide. Now, if anybody just jumped to that verse 23 and said, Hey, why did this man die? There is an underlying condition. Second Samuel 17, 23. It says, And when Aetophe saw that his cancer was not followed, He saddled his ass and arose and got him home to his house, to his city, and put his household in order and hanged himself and died and was buried in the sepulchre of his father. He committed suicide. How can a man who used to be a counselor, who gives correct counsel, who helps people, who helped, you know, who gave King David counsel, before you can rise to the rank to be a counselor to the king? You must have, you know, uh, gone through some stages. So how come this sort of man could commit suicide? Sometimes we ask the question, how come that young lady, that young uh, brother, that fellow who is vibrant in the church, how come his mind just suddenly became messed up? How come he committed suicide? How come he was born in the church, used to the church? Does a lot of things for God. How come he suddenly became depressed? How come he's experiencing uh, some mental issues? There is no smoke without fire. There are underlying conditions. So, such as Aito he did not just commit suicide. He committed suicide based on this underlying because he felt that. I mean, think about it. If a man is, you know, uh, a counselor to a king, and suddenly he got to a phase in his life. Where he feels, hey, eh, so I'm going to um, give counsel and nobody's following. You know what? That means I'm done. That's a mistake he made on his part. Because, uh, I mean, there is a, if a man gives a wrong counsel, I'm just giving you an example, and you discover what can, the counsel you gave is wrong, make amends, take steps backward, correct it. Take steps backward and fix it when you can fix it. However, if it's a situation that looks like, okay, I've given the counsel, it's not a good one. Be repentant. It takes courage to repent. It it takes courage to be repentant and to be able to fix the wrongs. So, suicide is never a solution to any problem in life. No matter what you're going through. No matter what your situation looks like right now, suicide is never a solution. It doesn't solve the problem. Okay, so back to DSM-5, uh, you know, which I call the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. They called some things, some diagnostic criteria of depression. Okay, remember that from, uh, from last week, we said that loneliness is the feeling of being alone regardless of the amount of social contacts that you have you can have a lot of people around you but there's this feeling deep down that you're just alone or it's a feeling of unhappiness due to social isolation sometimes for strange reasons people decide to isolate themselves from others you know what i think i'm done with people i think i'm done relating with people i just want to be myself i just want to be alone i just want as good as they may sound they are dangerous now, DSM-5, what are the diagnostic criteria? Number one, depressed mood most of the day. When you notice you are having depressed mood most of the day or nearly every day, you've got to watch it. That's a symptom. That's a trigger. If out of 30 days or 31 days in the month, 27 days, you are sad. 27 days, you have a depressed mood. Now, you've got to watch it. I mean, 27 is even too, too, uh, It's a long time. According to DSM five, if these things persist for about one to two weeks, you know you've got to watch if something is going wrong. But you don't have to wait to when it even gets to one week. As soon as you notice that first day, second day, this is happening to you, the third day, you've got to cry out for help. So we're going to have another episode where we uh, mention the steps, practical steps to take. Another diagnostic criteria is diminished interests. According to DSM five you suddenly lose interest about everything. And maybe because of the society, maybe because of the country, you just suddenly lose interest about everything. And then psychologically, uh, it's affecting your mind and your emotions. It's affecting how you think and how you relate. Another diagnostic criteria, according to DSM-5, is significant weight loss when not dieting. You're not dieting, you know. You're not burning fats. There is a, and there is significant weight loss. There is a problem. These are diagnostic criteria. These are triggers. Things are going on underneath. Something is wrong. These are diagnostic criteria to show to point to, you know, to let you know that hey, there's something wrong. All right. So another diagnostic criteria according to DSM-5 is a slowing down of thoughts. Is slowing down of thoughts. You know, suddenly, if you're somebody that, you know, I mean, you think, you know, uh, you remember things so fast, you think fast, you know, and suddenly everything, you know, even what somebody said to you in the last five minutes, everything is gone. You know, slowing down of thoughts, you know, reduction of physical movement. You know, maybe somebody that used to walk a certain way starts walking another certain way. These are some of the uh, criteria, you know, uh, or perhaps symptoms or diagnosis. Another one is uh, loss of energy almost every day. Loss of energy almost every day. Another one, according to uh, DSM-5, is the feelings of worthlessness. Um, I mean, this is common. Feeling of worthlessness. Oh, am am I even... Can I amount to anything in life? Can I make it in life? You know, this sort of feeling, as much as you dwell on them, they are building up within your system. As much as you dwell on these thoughts, as much as you dwell on these things, they are building up in your system and they are weighing you down. Or if you know, if we're not talking about feeling of worthlessness, maybe inappropriate guilt. Inappropriate guilt is just like you know, a man who comes to Jesus and Christ forgives sin. When Christ forgives you, he forgives you totally. So and you've uh, you know you've confessed your sin, accepted Jesus you know as your Lord and personal Savior, and you're still thinking on that sin. Am I sure God has forgiven me? He has forgiven you. He has given you liberty. Okay. The only thing is you don't have to go back there. You don't have to go back you know and be uh, and be yoked again with the sin. Another tr- another diagnostic criteria is diminished ability to concentrate. Diminished ability to concentrate you can you can if your if your uh if your concentration span is used to be let's say an hour and from one hour it turns to 10 minutes it turns to uh one second these are issues and then uh, another diagnostic criteria is recurrent thought of suicide recurrent thought of deaths let me just die now i just want to die i just want to go and kill myself i don't you know Uh, I don't mind. Let me kill myself. We've read stories. We've had people just get to, you know, places in in, in Lagos, Nigeria, like, you know, uh, a a pool of water, just go drop themselves there. That's not the solution. So those people don't just wake up that morning and took that step. There are triggers. There are triggers. So, I mean, for as many many persons listening to me right now, I mean, you got to check yourself. You got to make an honest evaluation of yourself, you know. Uh, If you have some of these things, you know, there is work to do, there is work to do. Is it possible to be in the church and have all these things operating? The answer is yes. Is it possible to be in the church or to be a church person or to be a singer or to be uh, an instrumentalist or to be a church worker and you feel, you know, you feel worthless? It is possible. It is possible. However, you must not dwell there. You must not dwell there you know because depression is a spiritual disorder it is a spiritual disorder i mean remember things don't just happen there are triggers there are triggers so let me close by saying that again i said this last week before you talk about hopelessness there is the word hope so no matter how hopeless your situation may look like right now there is hope jesus is the real joy giver okay Jesus is a rest giver. He gives rest. The Bible says cast all your burdens upon God. He said for he careth for you. He cares for me, he cares for you. So Christ cares for you a lot. He doesn't want you to, you know, uh, to be mentally deranged. He doesn't want you to, you know, uh, be down. He doesn't want you to feel depressed. He doesn't want your moods to be destroyed, and that is why you've got to cast your cares on Jesus for He cares for you. In the next episode, I'm going to be sharing some scriptures that helps you fight depression. I'm going to be sharing practical steps uh, on how to fight depression. I'm going to be sharing some other things you can do to help you. I pray that God bless you. Until then, stay safe and stay healthy. Amen.